Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today on Cheer Shots to the Cranium is a man who is recognized all over the world as one of the most charismatic professional wrestlers to ever step inside the ring. He's had great success in the WWE and all over the world. He's a multiple WWE cruiserweight champion and tag team champion, and he's packing independent arenas all over the country. I'm proud to introduce as my guest today, Hurricane Helms. First off, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. Tell the fans how you're doing and, and what occupies most of your time these days. Uh, I'm doing great, man. And uh, my time is this is as busy as I've been uh, pretty much in my career, <laughs> to be honest with you. That's great. Uh, you know, at the height of my popularity in WWE, I was, you know, gone four or five days a week. Um, so that, that would absolutely be the business time, but, uh, the indie scene and my work with Ring of Honor now and all the side projects I got, man, it, you know, I, I feel like I'm juggling three careers. So, uh, but no, no complaints, you know, it's, that's much, I'm a happy little camper at the moment. That's great, man. Now you're getting into the ring at Universal Championship Wrestling's hometown throwdown show in Barnesville, Georgia on August the 11th. You'll be facing off with the Tokyo Monster, Cahagas. Tell us about this matchup and your experience so far with Universal Championship Wrestling. Uh, I worked for Universal Championship Wrestling a few months. I thought it was a great company, very professional. Uh, you know, old school fans, they like the bad guy. I mean, they hate the bad guys. They like the good guys. That's right. the type of uh, old school storytelling that I prefer. You know, obviously being the superhero, uh, if, I can get in, if I can find me a good villain, that's the ideal scenario for me. And the Tokyo Monster kind of fits that bill perfectly. He does. Now, how does your style of wrestling match up with his? You guys ever, Have you guys been in the ring before? No, no, I've never, I've never wrestled him, but uh, I know of him and I've seen his matches. So um, I think it'll be pretty interesting, entertaining. He's a hard-hitting guy, you know, and I can give as well as I get. So, um, you know, with the hurricane, you're always going to get some entertainment. But... Uh, you know, just like I showed recently in my Ring of Honor stuff, you know, you can't underestimate the wrestling skills. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that. Now, as you know, Universal Championship Wrestling prides itself on involving the community into their shows and giving back to local charities. This event is partnered with the Barnesville Police Department to help the youth in that area. Now, independent wrestling, I think, in my personal opinion, is, is bigger than it's been in many, many years. It's exploding. But how do you do you feel independent wrestling is underutilized for good causes such as this? Um, it depends on the company, you know. It is a good way, you know. When I I ran a company called Omega out, in, out of North Carolina, and we made a point to every time we did a show to to find a way to give something to their local communities, or make a wish, or something of, of that nature. In North Carolina, I know we did something with the Autism Society a few times. Um, with Make-A-Wish, we flew a kid in from Germany to meet Jeff Hardy, who uh, was on the show. So um, it's up to the company, you know. Uh, you all, you always want to do what you can. You know, I've always believed that if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot. So Yeah, great point. As I mentioned in my opening statement, your character is well-known in the world of professional wrestling. Even though your gimmick was introduced well over 15 years ago, and that's so hard to believe at times flying by, but... What what do you contribute to the longevity of the Hurricane character? Um, you know, I mean, just a superhero, you know, the uh, that ideal of the ultimate good guy, you know, that never gets old. You know, that's 
one of the, that's a story that's as old as time itself. So, uh, and and not to mention the underdog story, the story of, of the little guy that constantly fighting the struggle against the the bigger, badder guy. So, um, it's just a it's a story that a lot of people can relate to. And I mean, if you look at Hollywood right now, superhero movies have been, you know, dominating Hollywood for, you know, fifteen years about now. I would yeah, say. So, great point. You're exactly um, right. It's just, you know, like I say, it's just a story that so many people can relate to. And who had the, who hasn't at some point in their life wished they could be a superhero? Oh, absolutely. This guy right here, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in fantastic shape. How have you maintained your great in-ring shape and conditioning? Um, well, there was some up and downs. You know, I tore my ACL uh, a few years ago, and that, uh, that was on my right leg. And on my left leg, I had an ankle fusion. And so there was a period there where I couldn't get in the gym at all. And so uh, the dad bod kind of got to me a little bit. So, I, you know, I had my ups <laughs> and downs. But um, right now, uh, my fiance, she's a, you know, she's a competitive uh, figure competitor. And believe it or not, she's the best trainer I've ever had. And uh, I have guys in the gym that, you know, at first, you know, they try to make little wisecracks. Like, you get, you, you get trained by a girl, that's, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but I told them all, like, she wins trophies for her bodies. Have you ever won one? Yeah, good point. It kind of shuts them all up because I ain't won one either. I ain't even got a ribbon for mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got all kind of trophies for her. So, honestly, I just follow her around the gym and just, I don't even ask a lot of questions. You tell me what to do, I'll do it. Right. That's great you have somebody there that can push you and, and motivate you and, and, and get you in the right direction. And that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, and two, it says, I know I got to do it. You know, right. it's not like uh, working out ain't always fun. You know, sometimes it's the last thing in the world you want to do. But especially, you know, when you when you tip over that 40 mark, you know, you got to start taking care of yourself in a little different way than you did when you were younger. Yeah, no doubt. You know, when I was younger, I didn't ever have to do abs. I had abs when I was about 35. They were just always there. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, you know, good metabolism, good genetics. And then uh, 35 hit, and they just decided they were going to go elsewhere. And they didn't even talk to me about it. They just up and left. <laughs> That's the way it goes, yeah. right? Now, Hurricane Helms was inspired by the Green Lantern, as many as many fans know. You're a big fan of the superhero. Did you pitch this idea to Vince? How was the hurricane born? No, no, I didn't pitch it at all. You know, I was a you know very accredited amateur wrestler. You know, I wanted to, uh, and I, I I grew up with the NWA style, which wasn't quite as character driven as what the WWF universe would be. Mm -hmm. with, you know, WWF when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, so I was more of a style of, of the Ric Flair, you know, um, type thing. So, I mean, how you saw me as Sugar Shane Helms in WCW, that was what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. You know, then uh, when WWEF uh, at the time brought WCW, well, now we got a whole bunch of guys under one roof clamoring for TV time. And that was the hard time in the business ever that it was to stand out. Or to get over, as we say in the business. Right. Because you had ECW's gone, WCW's gone, there's just WWE now. And it wasn't just WWE either. It was the titans of the industry. It was Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, <laughs> Triple H, Kane, the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, Dudley's. It was the most stacked roster of all time. Yeah, no doubt. Then you have this, this, this little, you know, Virtually unknown. I was known in WCW because I was the last Cruiserweight champion, but the WWE universe wasn't really familiar with me at all. And um, WWE, you know, they liked my talents. 
and they liked me, so they came to me with the idea. It was, you know, based off because I had the Green Lantern tattoo. You know, I didn't make it any secret that I was a comic book fan. I wear comic book shirts all the time, you know. So, um, you know, one of the head writers, a guy named Brian Goritz, Goritz, he was there. You know, he wrote a lot of stuff for The Rock and all that. He was our head writer. And he kind of wanted to, always wanted to do a superhero gimmick, but never found the right guy. And then I came along and, it, you know, they came to me, came to me with the idea. And I said, sure, I'll give it a shot, you know. I'll see what I can do with it, and uh, that was in 2001, and here we are. Well, I have to ask you. years later, still rocking it. No doubt. I have to ask your opinion on this, because I'm a big super fan, superhero fan as well. Are we finally going to see a good Green Lantern movie, or is it just going to be in the next Justice League movie? I've heard rumors about a movie in 2020. What have you heard? Um, yeah, I heard there might actually be a Green Lantern Corps movie, Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that would be interesting. You know, uh, it isn't exactly the easiest character to bring to the big screen because everything has to be CGI with his mo- with his power set. Right. You know, that was one of the complaints about the last movie. There was too much. Well, why do y'all think they're really going to make energy constructs? You know, that has to be CGI. Right. You know, and the Green Lantern deals with a lot of, you know, space stuff, aliens and shit. So, right. Um, you know, there's, unless they go find some real aliens, that's pretty much going to be CGI too. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds was perfect for Deb to write out for the Green Lantern. And it just, you know, just didn't, didn't work. It was cool to see him on the big screen, you know, yeah. for what it was. Yeah, I agree. But it just wasn't wasn't the right tone for the movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, yeah. comic doesn't necessarily mean comedy in the, in the comic book world. That's right. You know, and the Green Lantern's not a wisecracking type character. So it has to be done right. Yeah, I agree. And it might be better in a team setting to, you know, just establish the character. Uh, in a better way, get a better uh, introduction for the character. Now, so we'll see. For those fans who who may not know, you have two young children. How does it feel to not only be a, a larger than life figure in the wrestling ring, but to also play a superhero in the ring and have your kids see their dad in such a cool way? Uh, you know, uh, they like it. It's not like I walk I wear, walk around in a costume at home or anything. You know, I'm just dad to them. You know, mm-hmm. when your dad. You know, sometimes you got to be the bad guy because you got to tell him to clean the room and oh, yeah. you know, and all this type of stuff. So I actually went and read to uh, to my son's class. You know, he's a kindergartner at the time, and I showed up. There was a Read Across America program, and the school reached out to me and asked me what I come. I said sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I came in full costume, and they all, you know, and my son, you know, they were all kind of surprised, but you know, because even Sebastian, my son Sebastian, was just kind of staring at me. I'm sure I don't he was wear a, this at home. He I'm doesn't sure, see me like this. I'm sure he's the coolest kid in school <laughs> it was, after that. It was, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just dad at home. Yeah. Which is which is not, I shouldn't say just dad because that's my favorite job. Well, let's talk about your appearance at the Royal Rumble this year. I'm sure that was very exciting for you to be back and to get that huge, and I can't express that enough, pop from the fans. What took place to get you in the Rumble? Um, you know, I think that, you know, there've been talks before about me doing a surprise in the rumble, but I was either with a different company or, you know, or injured or, or something like that. So it just wasn't the right time before, um, uh, you know, in this time it was just the right time. They wanted to surprise. Uh, I had posted up an Instagram picture and this is how the social media can be used in a really wonderful way. I posted a picture of the, 
WCW Cruiserweight title, which I still have, and a replica of the WWE Cruiserweight title. And this was around that time that Enzo Amoya got fired, so they didn't have a champion. Mm-hmm. And so I just held up the belts and said, hey, WWE, I know a guy. And that was just me being funny, because, you know, if anybody that follows my social media account knows, I don't use it just for promotional. You know, I like to interact with my fans, and it's a way for me to actually, you know, be creative and just put out a little bit more content, you know, just to entertain. You know, I'm, a, I'm an entertainer at heart. And so that was just me being goofy, you know, just being funny. And I, it went viral at a time when they were tossing around names. WWE was tossing around names for the Rumble. That picture went viral, and it kind of was like, hey, let's bring in a hurricane. And, you know, the, the pop from the Philly crowd was, you know, unbelievable. Uh, such, such a great moment. It was a great moment backstage with the boys. Uh, so, I, you know, I... I owe Philly a debt of gratitude. You started out in professional wrestling at a very young age. I believe you were in your late teens. For uh, when I first stepped in the ring, I was thirteen. Wow! In terms of getting involved with a company, not wrestling wise, but in terms of I went, I walked to a company, I walked to an indie show that's a couple miles away from my house. I walked there and just hung out. It was a day show, so I hung out till it was over just to see if I could talk to anybody. You know about how I could get this path started, and um, you know, and I got hooked up with the company. You know, I would help them put up the rings and set up and do whatever I could. You know, opportunity to train whenever I could, and uh, you know, I did that. Then I was a referee at 15, and at 16, I had my first match, and that was 1991. Wow. Who influenced you back in that time? Can you remember somebody that you you know really made a huge impact on you early on? Um, well, not really, because there were no real cruiserweights back then. It wasn't even a division, you know. So, um, for me, it was it was a bit of a struggle because a lot of the bigger guys didn't want to work with somebody my size, you know. And I was really small back then. You know, like I was still in the. I had my first match. I was in eleventh grade. No, I was a senior. Ninety-one was a senior. Um, so, you know, I had a real tough time in terms of you know the, the big guys that would try to, you know. Take please try to hurt me, try to show me it was a big guy sport, that sort of thing. But, you know, like I discussed earlier, I had a pretty decorated amateur background, so I could handle myself. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they were going to beat me up, it wasn't going to be easy for them, and I was going to fight back every time. So uh, I kind of had to prove myself in terms of that. And uh, about 95, 96, I was doing an indie show, and that's why I met Matt and Jeff Hardy, Shannon Moore. Uh, Champagne, a couple other guys, and I was like, "Man, these guys really get it too." You know, there's some other good guys now, and we just all clicked right away. And that's then shortly thereafter, we formed Omega, and we kind of all inspired each other from that point forward. Do you see yourself going back to the WWE at some point, whether it's one last run in the ring or? Maybe even as a trainer or, or having a backstage role. Um, it's, it's definitely uh, something that, that could be done, you know, for sure. You know, I think um, with what I've done in Ring of Honor, you know, just it's easy. If you're out of sight, you're out of mind. There are people that see me all over the world at, at these indie shows, but that doesn't necessarily mean that WWE is seeing it. But, uh, you know, the stuff that I've done with Ring of Honor uh, so far, you know, the feedback I've been getting from that is fantastic. And it's, uh, you know, it's like, man, you can still go, you know, so... It just depends. The timing has to be right. If it if it happens, that would be cool. If it doesn't happen, that's cool too. You know, I've had such a blessed career. It would be greedy for me to ask for anything more. 
Well, I like to end a lot of my interviews with the name association game. I'll say something like a name from your past or a moment in your past, and you can give me a brief description. You can give me a one-word answer, whatever whatever comes to heart. Are you ready? Sure. Your backstage segments with The Rock. Uh, he was the great one. You know, he uh, he really dug my character. You know, we got along great. But it wasn't like we were great friends before that. He just dug the character and loved the entertainment aspect of it. And that whole run with The Rock was only supposed to be one backstage interview. That was going to be it. Or one backstage segment. That was going to be it. Mm-hmm. But it worked so well. It clicked so well. We gelled so well that it just kind of flowed into what it was. And it was Rock's idea. Rock pushed for me to go over in that match. You know, so I, I owe him the world, and I can't thank him enough. Well, listen, for anybody listening to this that has not seen that, I highly encourage you to go Google it, find it on the WWE Network something. They're extremely entertaining and very funny. All right, Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio is one of the greatest of all time. You know, no doubt. Uh, you know, he's an inspiration to a lot of smaller guys. Um inspiration to myself so uh and a generally really good guy too you know so um i always love seeing ray we actually he was one of the first guys to after my ring of honor match aired he was actually the first guy to text me because hey i just saw your stuff man really good so it's funny you mentioned his name all right jerry lawler uh jerry lawler is one of the greats too you know very very underutilized in wwe in terms of his in-ring stuff because if you saw the stuff from, uh, you know, Memphis area, best in-ring performers, you know, one of the best punchers of all time, you know, but he was so good on commentary and, like myself, so good at the entertainment, you know, comedy stuff, related to that. And you never got to see serious Jerry. Nowhere near as much as they could have used him in WWE. So yeah. definitely a legend and, yeah, you know, I got to wrestle him on a pay-per-view, and I consider that an honor. All right, one of your former tag team partners, Kane. Kane is a mayor now, so that's pretty yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, big time. He is a super intelligent guy, which makes him even scarier. You know, because when you're little, you want the big guys to be dumb. So at least you got that advantage over him. <laughs> Not Kane, you know. And uh, you know what? I think he's a really uncredited career, you know, as far as longevity. Uh, he's really up there, you know. Um, I think because of the association with the Undertaker, sometimes that casts a little bit of a shadow. But that's really not fair to him. He's one of the best big men that's ever done it. Lastly, Tajiri. Tajiri, <laughs> why did you pick Tajiri? This is a strange one. Um, Tajiri's a, a super talented uh, individual as well. You know, I had a couple good matches with him in uh, WWE. Yeah, uh, I remember took a those. Couple kicks to the mouth from him in WWE. Yep. And actually, I'm the last guy to beat him in WWE. His uh, farewell match was with, was with me. Right. Um, so uh, I was the guy who, you know, I, it would have been nice to send him out in a good way, but they you know, used it to further my heel character, Gregory Helms, at the time. Yeah. And so um, it was what it was. But, you know, I always have fun working to jury. Well, man, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Congratulations on being part of UCW. I wish you all the best of luck at their shows. Very cool, man. I hope to see all the fans there. We're going to tear it down. Well, as a reminder to the fans, you can see Hurricane Helms and many other great superstars in Universal Championship Wrestling on Saturday, 
August the 11th in Barnesville, Georgia for Hometown Throwdown. Visit the UCW website at ucwtv.com to purchase your tickets. Again, that's ucwtv.com. For more information, also follow them on social media. Again, Hurricane Helms, it's been my pleasure, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Yeah, thank you, guys. I hope you can make it to the show. Absolutely. Take care.